Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. What did they teach you about money and prosperity that was dysfunctional? Well, first we have to look at who's they. Anybody in authority, when you were growing up, that would be able to reward you with what money could do. So that might have been your parents or an older sibling. It could have been um, you know, grandparents or a babysitter, a trusted teacher or coach. But what did they teach you about money and how you could use it as a reward or how it was used to just barely get by? And here's the hint for you. It was never about the money. Just a little while ago, I was working with one of my elite level clients and we were talking about how to go into the next level of prosperity in her business. And what do I mean about money versus prosperity? Money and prosperity are simply results that they are not the cause. They are the result of something you're doing because of something you're being. So money is very tangible as far as in our wealth area how we can take care of ourselves and then take care of others. Prosperity shows up in the other areas as far as your health, uh, your relationships, the opportunities that you have in your career, uh, the next level of your life that you want to be able to develop. So prosperity is found in those other areas. Money is going to be in the wealth area as far as how you take care of yourself and how you take care of others. Okay. So we were comparing stories and she was talking about how she was unduly influenced by her father growing up, who's like, oh my gosh, you know, you've got to work long and hard to make that money that, uh, you know, 80, 100 hours a week and that her dad couldn't go do the fun things with her and her family when she was growing up, like going to Six Flags. And mine was very similar. Um, my dad was never able to spend any holidays with us because he had always taken an extra job as security someplace. But it was never about the money. In fact, as I explained to my client, uh, no, your dad was getting his needs met, even in a dysfunctional way. He was getting his needs and motivators met by putting in 100 hours at work, the money was simply the effect, the cause is who he was doing all of that. It would have been hell for him to go to Six Flags with the family. It would have been terrible for my father to spend the holidays with us because their needs of certainty, what they knew that they could do, their needs of variety, their needs of worthiness. So variety shows up as uh, I'm getting in to, I'm able to engage in actions 
that I know are, are going to give me a feeling of power. So variety is emotional optimization. And then worthiness. Oh my gosh, look at me and what I have to do. Validation. As far as others going, we couldn't do this without you. Okay, the dad showing up at the Six Flags. Yeah, is any of that happening? No, it's all about the kids. And the, the dad showing up at the holidays. Mm -mm. No, he's going to get all those emotional needs met at his job. I even did it with my own kids. Now, I did it with my own kids with what's known as motivators. So you've got five motivators. You've got status. You've got control. You've got freedom. You've got relationships. And then you've got justice. I tell my clients, put your hand on a piece of paper and draw around it, just like when we were in kids and we made turkeys that way. And that everything has to go through the head of the turkey, which is status. Is what I'm doing, is that going to increase my status or is it going to lower it? And so we're going to go back to the things that we're certain of that is going to put us on a higher pedestal. And so you were taught about money to either use money to put you on that pedestal or how probably um, more likely how hard you had to work to get that. And hey, everybody look at me. Look at how many hours I'm having to put in. Have you ever gotten into one of those conversations with somebody, maybe at your job or maybe with your family, and they're seeing how much they can outdo each other with the drama in their life? Well, I had to work 80 hours this week, and somebody else is like, yeah, I had to work 100. <laughs> really? We were taught to get status by how screwed up our lives were going to be. Uh, and that's what I would do with my own kids. My my youngest son, who's now in his early 30s, will talk about uh, how when he was sick, I made him go to the office with me because I was still in corporate at that point. I made him go to the office with me and I made a little blanket bed for him and he had his little game boy and he had to lay there sick while I was doing my job because I was afraid that if I didn't go in, I'd lose my status in the company. And that I'd potentially lose my job, which is telling you right there, there's something dysfunctional going on, right? But then we go past that because status is only the first motivator. Then we look at how in control are we? And we will always go back to the things that we are certain of that will give us control, even though it's dysfunctional. And working way too many hours, making too less of money or how are we going to use money to be able to get control? Are we going to use money as far as um, we never have enough of it? We have to hang on to it. Oh my gosh, what it might come up in the future. So we don't actually use it to improve the quality of our life or the lives of anybody else. We use it to try to maintain dysfunctional control because we never know what might come up. Now, yes, do we have to be prepared for that? Uh-huh. But you know what the true meaning of prosperity is? The true meaning of prosperity says you have the identity to create what you need when you need it. 
Now, how do you do that? By moving into the unknown and when there's a problem, using that problem to bring you out at your very best to begin to resolve it and then recognize what you did and said, look at me. I didn't just solve a problem. I'm starting to design my life. Problems will keep coming up. How do I design my life? By saying, what aspect do I already possess that I can bring out. But to do that, you need the assistance of someone else because you can't see those aspects. They've been lying dormant, just like an acorn sitting on my desk is a great reminder of the mighty oak tree that it can grow into. It's never going to grow into it unless I take it out there and plant it in the correct environment. You need someone's assistance to plant you in that correct environment. Okay, moving on. Control. We'll go back to the very things that we think are going to give us control, even though they're doing it in a dysfunctional way. Again, look back to those that are were around you in the environment that you were growing up in and see how they might have used control to, to bring about, huh, yes, look, I can do this with money, but more likely I can do this with my actions that lead to money. By the way, I'm going to give you some ideas of the uh, different core four needs that get met dysfunctionally with money, um, but I need you to be thinking about motivators and how you're using those dysfunctionally. Okay, then we have the motivator of autonomy, freedom. That's the middle finger. How do you know if you feel like your freedom's being stepped on? You want to give the middle finger to someone. And how did they teach you money was going to bring you freedom? Was it the one with the most toys wins? Uh, are you noticing that money seems to slip through your fingers because you are doing so much for so many others? You're not keeping enough for yourself to make sure you guarantee that freedom because you are looking for autonomy. No one's going to tell me what to do. In fact, I'm going to get my status and my control by everyone looking at me going, oh, look, she has so much freedom. She gets to do what she wants whenever she wants. And, and so you continue to rack up the credit card debt. You're not taking the actions to create that certainty. You're relying on something outside of you to get, give you that freedom and certainty. Now, those first three motivators are going to be the strongest the next two are going to be pretty weak, just like the ring finger and your little pinky finger are the weakest on your hand. They typically need to be paired up with one of the first three motivators to work. And so our ring finger is relationships. Oh, how are you doing for others at the expense of yourself with your money? How are you providing for them? hoping that they're going to see how wonderful you are and that they really love you and they're going to give you the scraps that are left over. No, you will attract takers at that level. And so they're getting their status, their control, and their independence. They're feeding off of you at that area. And then the very last level, fairness and justice. By the way, if you are too focused on this, you are going to go neurotic. Why is that? The world is not fair and the world is not just. You need to plan for things not working out. You put your money in the 401k and then you find out that the person running it has robbed them and it's gone belly up. You can continue to, to moan, whine and complain about it. It's not going to make things any better. 
this is when you're going to have to get out there and do something about it. I had a family member empty out an account. Yep, forged, forged a check, emptied it out. A year and a half ago, I went through a business investment that I wasn't quite sure of and went a little too far and it went belly up. Yeah, was I depressed? Yes. Am I still having to deal with the fallout on it? You got it. But I'm using the fact of status in a very functional, healthy way that says I'm not comparing myself against anybody else. I'm comparing myself against who I was yesterday. I'm using control to say, you know what? What did I learn from this? What went well? Even better if how can I plan for these things happening in the future? And what am I going to do to be able to move forward faster by bringing myself out at my very best? Freedom. You know, the true meaning of freedom is to recognize beauty. And beauty is simply the externalization of inner harmony. We can look at a dandelion and go, look, it is completely free in its expression because it's showing who it really is. So how do you achieve freedom? You start looking at your environment and you start looking at your friends that are more than happy to see you fail because they want to pull you down to their level relationships how have you been given giving your prosperity your abundance and your money away to others at the detriment of yourself and that fairness that justice you better plan for things going wrong those are the five motivators now as i i promised i'm going to give you on the four emotional needs because the four emotional needs you're going to have one of these and that's what's going to drive your motivators to show up in a dysfunctional way and you've been conditioned to have one of these emotional needs around money and prosperity in a dysfunctional way okay so that first emotional need is certainty and you will use money dysfunctionally by being wait to be paid because you have a fear of asking oh, what if that threatens my certainty with them money is important as long as it's locked up you can't use it to improve the quality of your life you'll hide success because you fear others are going to ask you for help and it's better to let someone else handle the details than you getting into it. That's how you get embezzled from. Okay, now let's look at if variety is your driver with money as your emotional need. Um, money isn't important. Just having a good time is. And that way it's easier to spend than save. And money just seems to slip through your fingers because you need to enjoy life now, okay, you're really going to rack up the credit card debt with that one. Let's look at worthiness as being your dysfunctional need. Uh, you'll wait to be paid on something so you can feel superior to them. Look at me. I'm the one that they owe. Ooh. Uh, you're constantly scrambling to buy more or make more because money is a measurement of success and it buys you visibility. And then if people aren't looking at you enough, you're going to go out and rack up the credit card debt to buy even more. And now certainty is being set off because you don't have enough saved. See how each level builds on the level uh, uh, below it 
And so you can be at these higher levels and find yourself in all of them. The last one is the level of validation. And this is when you'll give to others the detriment to yourself. You'll wait to be paid because of someone else's drama. Uh, you hide success, not because people might ask you for something. You'll hide success so others don't feel bad that they don't have it because they didn't work for it. And it is so easy to spend money on others instead of yourself. And if you do spend money on yourself, feeling good is rapidly replaced by shame. There's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt says you violated a value. Guilt can be really good because it either says, yes, you took an incorrect action that we need to correct. Or what you're valuing is no longer needed in your life and you need to upgrade the value. So guilt is good because it points out that something needs to be corrected and upgraded. Shame, on the other hand, says you're broken, you're flawed. You need to be fixed and guess what? You'll never really need to be fixed because you're a victim and you need to have a savior. But after a while, you get tired of being saved and then you're going to lash out at the savior and you're going to turn them into a bully. Okay, that's known as the trauma triangle. How do you step off all of this? By learning what your needs are getting them met in a healthy, functional way, certainty, variety, worthiness, validation, and then looking at your motivators and say, now how do I use this to motivate me into revealing myself at my very best? How do I find ways to be motivated that whenever things do not work out and over 80% of the time, they are not going to work out. You need to be able to learn from them and then develop your next strength, talent, and ability in moving forward. Well, how do you how do you do all of that? And I do not want money to stand in the way of your success. I have a program called Dreams into Reality. The way it works is on the very first day that we kick it off, you get a home study course. We're going to start off with maximum mindset for maximum results because that way you're primed, you're ready to plant that acorn. So that's what we start off with. And then the following 20 days after that, you are going to get a 10, maybe a 15 minute audio or video from me that is going to say, this is what you need to get into action on today. This is what you focus on. This is what you're going to feel. This is what you're going to act on. Because we have to begin to recondition and retrain the mind, not just all in once. A home study course isn't going to do that. You already know that. You've read enough books. You've taken enough courses. You've watched enough videos. You've listened to enough podcasts they got you primed, but then they didn't do anything to continue to nurture the acorn that's just been planted so it can begin to produce growth. It takes 21 days for emotional optimization, which means it takes 21 days for the brain to learn, this is how I need to be moving forward. I'm not relying on outside sources. I need to begin to create that certainty within me. Okay. So what will happen after the 21 days? You're going to start seeing growth <laughs> with your wealth, with your prosperity, with finding opportunities, with being able to act on them. 
and then you have a week off. And then if you want to continue, we move into the next month on the program, which is where we're going to be talking about your health. Because you cannot pay the price of your wealth by giving up your health. That, that is poverty, middle-class thinking. I can have this or I can have that. But true wealth means I can have both. There's an and in there. But if you don't want to continue, if after the first month you're like, well, you know what, this wasn't for me, then you don't have to. This is a month-to-month program. Okay. To get all the details on it, go to drewdawnferguson.com forward slash D-I-R. Stands for Dreams Into Reality. But I'm going to give you a heads up. The closer I go to the launch date, the more I'm probably going to be leaning towards raising the investment on it. Right now it's $97. Why would I do that? Because the subconscious mind does what it's rewarded for. I'm creating certainty in you right now that you'll be rewarded for taking action quickly. You have been rewarded in the past by putting things off with your procrastination and then not taking action until your back was up against the wall. And now you're in crisis mode. And when you're in crisis mode, all we can do is get you out of the crisis. You have to wait till that is settled before you can start to grow. I want to start rewarding you for taking action right away. And if you wait, you're going to pay. There's always a price to be paid. Shouldn't the price to be paid is that success is quicker and easier for you instead of taking harder and longer, you get to choose. You're the only functioning uh, system. Uh, A human being is the only functioning system where we have a choice of how we're going to experience life. DrewDawnFerguson.com forward slash D-I-R. And let's start beginning to program you, not just for money, but for prosperity in all areas. I look forward to working with you. Becoming a healingpreneur. Could that be you? It's not just a career. It is a calling to help people peel back the layers so they can move into progress of their brilliance and their magnificence. If this could potentially be you, then I want to let you know, I am offering you the ability to train with me privately at the group investment. I only have room right now for one person to be able to do this over the summer. We're going to take a look at our schedules and we're going to fit training to where it it's a good fit for you as well as what I have open. Uh, And you can take up to three months, not only to train, but up to three months to take care of your investment. But again, I only have an opening for one. Why is this? Because my trainings that I do, uh, even on the advanced side, are a little bit lighter over the summer. So it creates space. And that might be a space and a place that is waiting for you. So this is what I'd like you to do. Go to dawnlandrum.com. Uh, Click on the tab, become a certified hypnotist, see everything that is offered there. Uh, Again, it is at the group rate that you will be training with me privately. 
and then reach out to me. There's going to be a button that shows up on the bottom where we can have a phone call. And let's make sure that this and myself are the right fit for you. So healingpreneur, is that your calling?